Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Three, how's it going, DMV? How's everybody doing? 106.7 The Fan, back on your AM, FM dial. It's on the Odyssey app and on our stream, thefandc.com. However you got us tuned in, we appreciate you hanging out just for a little bit. I'm Danny Noakes. My guy, Linnell, over there producing the show, co-hosting as well. 800-636-1067 is the MGM National Harbor listener lines, and they're open for you guys. Want to hear from you? What do you think of the commander's new name? I understand, by the way, if you're not convinced, if you're not particularly thrilled or even satisfied with the new name. You wanted it to be something different. And while I know a lot of us wanted it to not get changed at all, I understand that. But we're, we're well beyond that point at first. Judging by the reactions from my family, right? And we had, we had conversations in the last hour with a few callers and their personal experiences going through this process. And, and a lot of good points were made. My dad was also season ticket holder. Our family was season ticket holders for some time. And the combination of having to give up an entire day. And we lived in, we've, we've lived in Chantilly for my entire life, moving from one house to another when I was five. But just for geography's sake here, driving from Chantilly to Landover, Maryland, you know, eight, eight weeks out of the fall season gets to be a lot. And we never went to all eight home games. We would oftentimes give those tickets away to some of our friends who were willing to actually go. But, you know, when we would go, I remember my mom would wake up early. She'd grill like peppers and onions for the, for the brats that my dad be grilling later. And the house smelled amazing and whatnot. Right. But that starts to get old after a while, especially when the team's not very good, right? So you've got the drive now. You've got the team being not very good. Those are two reasons to stop going to the games. Well, and then the actual fan experience itself at FedEx Field has worsened over the years. And I'm talking about when I was a kid, it wasn't probably as bad as it is now, but our seats were up in the nosebleeds. We were definitely in the highest section if there are, you know, the three-tier section, low, middle, top. We were definitely at the top. And my dad had to be on the waiting list for season tickets for years before he ultimately did get those season tickets. And that, of course, was on the heels of, you know, the Redskins winning their last Super Bowl in 1991. Although it actually technically was 1992, as they would have you. That's, man, that's the crest is weird. The the crest is weird, isn't it? I mean, I don't mind the idea, but they got to fix that, don't they? That's another area which they blimped on. Yes. (laughs) You can't do that. No one, no. no one says the 86 Bears. Right, right. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. That's I couldn't have thought of a better one myself. But so, if the fan experience isn't good, if it takes too long to get there, if the team stinks, well, then what are you still doing? For going every game, by the way. Not just going to a couple games here and there. And the last straw, I think, for, for you know, because my dad was paying for them. They were our family's tickets. But my dad, obviously. Mom and dad paying for them. The last straw was we actually did get moved up from the nosebleeds down into the lower section, but we were behind a giant column and had an obstructed view. So my dad, you know, felt slighted. (laughs) We've been loyal to this team for however long, and, you know, 
been waiting, been on the waiting list for season tickets, and then we finally get them, and the seats are terrible, get bumped up, and then they're still terrible. Was that when the season ticket waiting list was a real thing? Yes, yes, okay. when it was a, it was a real thing. I've yeah. heard things recently that it's right. So fictitious. one of I'm I'm trying to think one of the last games I think that I can remember watching from our obstructed view seats was in 2004. It was Sean Taylor's rookie year, and it was a game against the Cincinnati Bengals, believe it or not. And on one of the first plays of that game, I'll, I'll never remember, Carson Palmer went deep, and Sean Taylor came over from definitely at least the other side of the field and, and jumped up and made an interception that I would just never forget. And so I understand that experience for my dad and for many of you. You guys have, out there have probably had very similar experiences. That's enough to push you away. See, that I understand. Trust me, I get that part of it. But there are some other reasonings here that just aren't, they're just not consistent and they're not sound logically. All right. So let's go to the MGM National Harbor listener line right now. Phones are lighting up and I wanted to hear from you guys. So this is great. 800-636-1067. That is the MGM National Harbor listener line if you want to jump in. First, let's go to B in Haymarket. B, what's going on, man? I'm just so tired of hearing all of these people complain about this name. Yeah. Um, three points. First point is when they've named the team, the other name, the Redskins, obviously, you know, it wasn't, it was an ignorant, it was ignorance as to why they named it that nobody meant any harm. I don't believe. Right. But the fact of the matter is when you know better, you do better. Simple as that. The name has changed. I love it. I love it. There's a whole lot of things that they could do with that name. Second thing is that team to me is not like a team I root for. Mm -hmm. You know, that team is family. Right. To me, it's, I don't want to sound like Vin Diesel, but that team is family (laughs) and your family members, you know, you get upset with them, right? but you know, you, you still hang with them. Yeah. And my last point, my last point is if they don't find a way to get Malik Willis, they will regret it. (laughs) B that's a great call, man. Thanks for, thanks for uh, hanging out with us for a bit, buddy. Appreciate you. That's a, that's a, I share a lot of the same sentiments as B. And by the way, I don't criticize anybody who feels differently, by the way. I said it earlier in the show, right? I never rooted for the Redskins because their name was the Redskins. I rooted for them because they were the t- football team from Washington, D.C. I've lived in a suburb of Washington, D.C. my entire life living up here. I only root for the teams here in D.C. It'll always be that way. All right, let's go to Tim in Rockville. Tim, what's going on, partner? Yes, hi. Good afternoon. Good discussion. I just want to say that I can live with commanders. No, no issue there. Yeah. But I just wonder, given commanders, did they, you know, take a look at something like commandos? Mm. Because com- commandos are like a special ops teams with the with the services, and uh, you know, you can do an action figure with commandos. I think you can do more with mascots and 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 uh, you know logos and so forth. I just think that the name Commanders is good, but I, I think they could have looked at something that gives us a little more to work with, like Commandos, yeah. because they the Commandos are your top flight folks in the in the services, and it's an action packed situation, and um, their whole purpose is is to win. You don't lose as a commando, and uh, that that would be my my only thought. And I I do hope, I do. It may be a you know hail mary pass, but I hope they do go back to D.C. in the RFK location mm-hmm. and build about a seventy thousand foot uh, seventy thousand seat stadium with a dome, and and build up that area. I I, I would like them to go. Back to D.C., and I just wish they had considered commandos. Yeah, I, I want to see that happen too, Tim. And, and thank you for the call. That's 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 definitely something interesting. You know, I, commanders, I guess, is just like more formal. But but Tim makes a great point because the commandos generally are like the special ops. You know, they're and they're and they're not they're not going to lose, right? They're they're not the they're not the type to lose. So hey, that's interesting. And I, I'm I'm sure that they did have conversations similar to that. It's tough to know though, right? All right, do we have a little bit more time for some more calls before we go to break? Yes, we do. All right, so how about this? Let's go to Rev T. What's up, Rev? What's going on? Rev, you there? Hey, this is this isn't Rev T. This is Tim. Oh, okay. Sorry, we got the uh, lines mixed up there. Tim, that's fine. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, okay. No, I was uh I was going to say that 
Um, if everybody was really being honest with themselves, Redskins might have been one of the worst names. Like, it's, it's not it's not really a good name. Like, okay, so you started off as the Braves. Yeah. Then they changed it, they changed it to the Redskins, which was, I would say, for racist reasons. Like, you don't go from Braves to Redskins and, and like, saying you're doing that to honor a certain people. That's but fair. If, like, they came in, so that was then. I could see why, you know, in a different time, why people, you know, ignorant people would like the name then. But now, if just just think if that name, no one ever heard it before, and you recommended that name today, it would be like the dumbest name in sports. <laughs> like you want to name it the Redskins, you want to put a, a guy with a feather on inside of a circle with another feather. Like it's it's the whole concept is like, and I, I'm a I'm a, a a diehard all teams of this area fan. So, you know, I, I, when it was there and it was all I knew, you know, of course, that was my team. I liked it. Uh, that is my team, I, and I like the name. But when they when they said to change it and I actually thought about it, I'm like, yeah, this is actually not a, it's not a good name. Like, if, if this name was recommended now, it would be worse than Withers probably. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's and, fair. That's fair. Yeah, and, um, I'll, and I'll just I'll just I'll wrap everything up. And, and, and you make some good points there, Tim. Uh, first of all, George Preston Marshall is widely – known as a racist and and he was i believe the the owner of the boston braves who then moved to dc and changed the name and that whole thing he's they took his statue down like it's well documented that dude was a racist so there it's very and tim makes some tim makes some decent points it's kind of along with along the same lines a discussion we were having about all the other terrible professional sports teams they've just been around a while so you don't give it any second thought like there's all sorts of terrible names out there all right. Do we have any more time for any more callers? I think we should go to a break because we've got a few folks on the line. I'm telling you guys, I see the the phone lines lighting up. I'm going to get to you. I want to I want to have this conversation because I'm enjoying it and I want to hear from you guys cuz this is interesting, right? We've ha- we haven't gone through something like this in a really long time. So, stick around. You listen to 1067. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, we coming now. Phone lines are blowing up right now on 106.7 The Fan, and it's a good thing. It's a great thing, because we're having a great discussion right now. What do you think of the commander's new name? 800-636-1067. That's the MGM National Harbor listener line. And that's where we're going right now, because we got a bunch of people waiting. Let's first go to Ken in Oregon. Ken, what's happening? Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. You know, being a West Coast uh, lifetime fan, 
became a fan of the year Lombardi took over the team. So definitely from the old school. Yeah. Very cool. And I got to say, you know, I, I'm okay with the commander's name. Okay. I get the passion with the Redskins fan of being, you know, a fan as long as I have been. But I also have thought, you know, as well, I like to think of it as, you know, with people in blackface, how that wasn't considered, you know, okay at one point because of a ball. I kind of felt that way with the name, even though I resisted for a long time as well. <laughs> and, you know, I, and I also feel that we're in a situation it's pretty unprecedented. I mean, there's never been an iconic brand like this where they had to make a radical change that was forced upon them. So I understand the rage, but I, I myself feel that I'm going to be okay with it moving forward with the Commodores. It's a safe name, as people have said. And I think that they will do some cool things with it. So I'm really looking forward to what we can do. Hey, thanks for doing the, this, great, this great conversation. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for calling, Ken, and hold it down out there on the West Coast for us. All us DC fans here, we're, we're thinking about you. I know it, that can't be easy being out there on the West Coast. Probably not a ton of uh, Commanders fans, I would have to imagine. All right, we keep it rolling. Let's go to Craig in Woodbridge. Craig, what's happening? Thanks for calling. Hey, how you all doing? Good, man. What's up? Good afternoon, and... The commanders doesn't bother me. All right. The pre- the presentation with all the ups and downs I hear, well, whatever. But the thing that scares me is they have that thing in New York, and I think it's going to turn out to be the Manhattan Island curse. On the, it just scares the hell out of me. That every time we play the Giants and lose, it just the Manhattan Island curse. That's all I can say. Well, they they actually beat the Giants twice this year, so maybe they're coming out of it. Maybe that's what they needed to do was just change the name. Yeah, but we don't do that in New York City. All the TV stations we have here that cover them, Channel 5, whatever, why we couldn't do it in our hometown I don't understand. No, yeah, you make a good I point. Think, I think that was terribly wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you, Craig. I think that I think there was a bunch of different ways that they could have done the presentation better. Uh, so, Craig, thanks for calling, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Be well. All right, we're keeping it rolling right now. And by the way, I Craig Craig has a good point. We've we've dogged. I feel like to the point where it's it's a moot point where. Obviously, the presentation was botched. We know that. All right. Now, coming up, we go to... Let's go to Will in Landover. Will, what's happening? Thanks for calling. Hey, man. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Hey, man. I'm from that area. Yep. You know, and, and let me say that, you know, this this administration for this football team has botched everything that they have done. Yeah. And it's a shame that they've made Landover be like a part of the whole bad, you know, of, of the ruin of this team, mm-hmm. because, you know, this talk about moving it to Chantilly, the reason you put it in Landover was supposed to be that it could create some economic stimulus for the people of that area, which is a very depressed area. Yeah. And you had an opportunity. It's not a dump. You had an opportunity with Landover Mall being a dump to, you know, get a hold of Lerner and negotiate something with Landover Mall to make it a more presentable, more fan-friendly area from the beginning. But they were so overzealous, the county executives and things like that, were so overzealous to put a stadium there, they didn't even plan it out. So you have nothing for fans there. That's not, you know, that's not the people of Landover's fault. Yeah. You know, that's the stupid administration being way overzealous. But, you know, as far as the name is concerned, the name is not really a big deal. It made a big deal because Snyder has screwed up everything that he has done. Everything he's had his hands on, as far as this team is concerned, has been done poorly. It's been done without a plan, and it's been done just haphazardly. And so if you have a smooth transition to something that people don't like, but you do it well and everything else is running well, people will forgive one or two mistakes. But when you have a pattern of mistakes over the course of several years, you have a bad GM, you make bad uh, coaching decisions, bad hiring decisions, you fire two coaches who are now who've been to two Super Bowls, you know, you, 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 you can't expect anything but fans to be upset with what you do yeah. because it's just, it's just piling on. 
Yeah. Thanks, you're, man, for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Will, that's great insight, man. Thank you so much. And nail on the head everything that he said about the team and whatnot. But I appreciate Will for calling in, giving us a little bit of what it's like to live in Landover, which is obviously the current site, Landover, Maryland, the current site of FedEx Field, where the Washington Commanders play their home games. And it's just interesting to hear from someone that's from that area and how it's actually negatively affected them. And by the way, that's not surprising. It's not surprising at all because the idea was that it would help them, and, and it's actually just done quite the opposite. All right, let's go to uh, Gary in North Carolina. Gary, what's happening? Hey, PJ, Mitch. Be Mitch. Let me say be Mitch first of all. You are a man among men every time you step on that football field, whether we was losing or whatever the situation was, you played every position that I could think of a player to play, and you did it well. You did the best of your ability, and you always, always gave that effort. I appreciate you, man. I always will. Well, I'm sure if B. Mitch was here, he would really appreciate oh, the, the radio must have tricked him. Yeah. Danny. So that, on the way in, I was listening to, to Nick Asher and Grant Paulson, and this okay. is the 10 to 2 slot was their slot, and B. Mitch and Finley okay. comes up on your radio. Oh. If you have uh, HD radio, I believe. Okay. The new fancy radios that show you what program is on. Okay. Yeah, no worries, Gary. This is uh, Danny Noakes and Linnell Willingham. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, Dave. No, you're good, bro. Well, let me say this. Any, any, anybody that support our team, I'm with. But they did it wrong. They took 19 months, and it stuck. Yeah. And to the fans, for the true fans, fans like me for 56 years, mm. do you, anyone know where this name really comes from? For 19 months, for it to take 19 months? Yeah, that's a good question. It shouldn't have taken that long. They should have just pulled it. exactly where it comes from. What's that? The Alliance Football League from 2018 to 2019 when they folded, they were the San Antonio Commanders. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did, I did know that. They doing this our, we are fans. Why are they doing this to us? But if y'all don't mind, I would like to send y'all a package before the end of this month on my design that I came up with and name for the team that I love so much. Okay. I just finished with my patent done. It's on the way to me. Already did my marketing stuff as far as uh, putting it in for the USPO. I would just like to know what the fans and you think about it. Okay. I, w- once it gets here, once it gets here, we'll let you know, Gary. All right. Thanks for calling, dude. I'll be keeping a lookout for it. <laughs> hey, be well. Be well, man. Uh, <laughs> dude, I wish I could say that that's the first time that somebody just completely did not know who I was <laughs> and thought I was somebody else on the air. It's not the first time. People have called me AWOD before. <laughs> I feel like I and no. I love Awad. Awad's my buddy, but I feel like we have very different styles, very, very different ways different. in which we do our shows. You know what I mean? Wow! But uh, uh, it's good to be good to be compared to Brian Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, I think I guess, he thought right? you. He yeah, thought, thought, thought you were B Mitch, Mitch right? right? Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny, man. That was so funny. I love B Mitch too. I don't actually know B Mitch personally, but I love listening to him and JP. That's really funny. We got uh, we got Brandon in Arlington. Let's go to Brandon. Brandon, what's what's happening? How you doing? Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, man. Doing very well. Well, again, thank you for providing the space where we can talk about this. Of course. And ultimately give it back to us. Give it, give it back to us, the fans, which this team has chose not to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, um, to give you some context, uh, I'm 31 years old. I grew up in Washington, D.C. I'm an avid sports fan of this town. But to me, this decision is... You know, an accumulation of all the wrongdoings. But I'm not talking about anything on the field. For me, and like I hear this argument. Well, I think we lost him. Well, I hang on. I think we. I think yeah. we might be able to get him back. Brandon, you still there? Oh, I'm here. Yeah, here. sorry, you, you just dropped out for just a sec. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. No, and I, I think the biggest combative thing with this name change is, you know, when the success comes back in a hypothetical world that the fans will come back. Mm -hmm. For me personally, and a lot of people like me, that's never been the case. I'm 31 years old. We've had no modicum of success on the field. It's never been about that for my fandom. It's been about this is my team. And, again, they had one redeeming factor where they could give something back to the fans and choose a name that we all wanted, and they chose not to do that. For Jason Wright to go up there and say that this name resonated with the fans, I'm not quite sure what fans he's talking about because it's definitely not the ones 
that I know. Um, so again, the other day it's just a name, and uh, people will will get used to it. But they don't care about us as a fan base. They never have under Daniel Snyder. And to me, I'm done. I've surrendered my tickets, and I, I can't support anymore. But thanks, to, thanks so much for the time, and I'll uh, I'll hang up so I can listen. Yeah, well, man, Brandon. Thanks, thanks for the call. That's I totally understand. Trust me, I get where you were coming from. What well, you got though, Leno? It's just killing me though that the change to the name Commanders is what's gonna. That's the hill that you're choosing to die on as a fan. Well, and Brand- Brandon put it, I think, a little bit better than some of our other callers who have who have hit us up and said that, you know, like Joe, who really didn't give us a reason other than the fact that it's the name change, right? Brandon actually laid out the fact that as someone who's 30, he's 31, I'm 28, so we're actually pretty close in, in our age group, but... um and he, so he actually would have been alive when they did win that last Super Bowl, but an infant. So it's not like he would have remembered that. So I understand. Trust me. I, I totally, I totally get where everybody's coming from. That, that's not going to come back. I just, it's, it's funny because Brendan, it sounds like has like the same mindset that I do in that I, I'll, I'll root for all of the DC sports teams. They're my teams. It's not about the success. They're my teams, right? It's not, it has nothing to do with the success, but that's why I can't not root for them, right? And that's why I, w- I was I was back at FedEx Field for the first time in almost 10 years this year for a regular season game, seriously. And so it's just, it's interesting to to just see, you could you can have a similar mindset like me and Brennan and then just have two completely different ways in which you want to react. I, I get it, guys. Trust me, I get it. All right, Lee, uh, let's go to Kelly in Fairfax. Kelly, thanks for calling. How's it going? Good, thanks. Hey, so I have a question. Has anybody tossed up the name just Washington Football Club? I mean, why couldn't we just stay with Washington? It was way, way better than Commanders. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good it's a good question, Kelly. And I do believe that they could, they definitely consider just keeping Washington Football Team. That was for consideration. And another uh, version of it that's similar, they were going to try and be DC Football Club. But they couldn't do they couldn't do DCFC because there there's another soccer team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, the commanders is terrible, and the only thing that I can think of as commander in chief is what they might be going for Mm. with that name. But Mm -hmm. otherwise, it's terrible. Yeah, two thumbs down. (laughs) I get I get where you're coming from, Kelly. And and by the way, too, the commanders commander in chief. Uh, parallel is something that I worried about too because we all need a little bit less yeah. politics in our life, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you got it, Kelly. Thanks for calling. That's good stuff right there. Um, yeah, I totally see. It, it, I, we're like split fifty fifty, and this is and this it's is what I expected. Yeah, oh, yes. we we are we are really split about fifty fifty between people that are fine with it, don't really care about it, they'll keep rooting for the team, and then others that are done. And and it, either way, I get it. I, I it's. It's just not something that I can that I can um, let go. It's amazing though that that we're at this point, and I don't think I've brought this up yet. the The Washington Nationals when they came to town, I, you know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to I'm going to save those comments because I think we should probably get out of here for another break. I've got uh, Tom waiting on the line. Tom, just hang on. I'm going to get to you at the top of the very next segment. I promise. Hang tight. We'll come back. I have some thoughts about the Nationals coming to town in 2005. I announced in 2004. And some of the similarities and differences between when they announced their name and when the uh, commanders obviously announced their name earlier this week. So stick around. You're listening to 1067 The Fan. Danny Noakes back with you on 1067 The Fan. Just a reminder, we are with you guys up until 630. So just under an hour from now. We'll bring you right up to Virginia Tech men's basketball coverage. They're on the road at Pittsburgh, home and home. They play at Pittsburgh today. They will then come back to Blacksburg, and they'll play the Panthers again on Monday. Before we go back to the phones, I'm just going to read a tweet here real quick from Pat, who says, quote, I agree with your caller who isn't coming back. We were, in all caps, Redskins fans. There are a large number of us, end quote. Again, totally understand. Pat, I know that there's plenty of those folks. But let's go back to the phone lines, the MGM National Harbor listener line, 800-636-1067. If you want to jump in line, we've got a couple of folks waiting. Let's first go to Tom in Mount Airy. Tom, thanks for calling, and thanks for being patient, buddy. No problem. couple things. One, I think the name is Blah. Yeah. I would have rather they kept Washington football team. Mm-hmm. I think that was better. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
every day I wear my Redskins gear to work. Um, I'll always be a Redskins. Um, however, I'll bring up a little story about how horrible the the fans have dropped off. My son is 30 years old. Yep. When he was a year old, Frank Herzog, Sam and Sonny wished him happy birthday during the game broadcast. That's cool. We have taken him we have taken him to games every year of his life. Mm-hmm. Every single year. Mm-hmm. This year he told me, "Dad, I don't want to go to a Redskins game. Let's go to a couple Caps games." Okay. So in that and scenario, you're still DC fans, just not a fan of the football team. I will always be a fan of the team unless they move way out into Nowhereville, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I I think the consensus we can all agree on there is that everybody wants them to come back to Washington D.C. That's where they belong, right? Absolutely. And I I just. Grew up a Skins fan. I remember the Super Bowl in 72, and I will always be a Burgundy and Gold Redskins fan. I cannot call them the Commanders. I cannot call them the Washington football team. It's the Redskins, and it will always be that way. All right, Tom. Hey, I get it, man. Thanks for calling. I appreciate your thoughts. Appreciate you letting us know how you're feeling. Again, I know it's, it's it's been a wild week, man. I mean, you had... You had the name, you had the name reveal, the name drop, and whatnot. But everything else, see the, the everything going on with Snyder and the a, uh, allegations levied against him. I mean, that's just another thing that you could point to that's been happening in the past before they changed the name. That would be a good reason for you to stop rooting for the team. All right, Sam in Springfield. Let's go to Sam. Sam, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, thank you. Um, I just want to say I think it's a little funny in terms of if the name reveals were reversed. It seems like it would have been better. So if they did Commanders last year instead of just football team hmm. with the way the whole name thing went, I think the name reveal now would have been similar in that they would have think it as – now, don't get me wrong. I think the marketing team for the D.C. just – I don't know if it was Dan Snyder behind it. I do think that he is not a good owner, but I just don't think that the marketing team itself – has just shown what the fans wanted either. Yeah. And I also wanted to make a statement, sorry to interrupt, um, oh, good. in terms of there was an earlier segment I was hearing where if the um, the team wins the whatever, the commanders now, I guess, wins the Super Bowl, that they would get, like, it would be better than the Caps or whatever. I think, I think it would be close with the Caps. That's the only other statement I wanted to say because I'm like – Springfield. Uh, I lived in Springfield for all my life. Mm-hmm. I'm like back and forth between DC and Chicago because my dad grew up in Chicago. So I understand the whole competing sports thing, especially in 2016 when the Cubs won the World Series. And you see all these other teams before that. Whenever they like the Hawks won, you would see all the fans going to Wrigley Field. Well, you're not going to have that with Landover. You're not going to have all these people going to Landover waiting for them to win a Super Bowl like you would in Chicago. So I think a move from Landover would make a little bit of sense if it gets closer to D.C., but just not super far away from D.C. Yeah. Hey, that's those are all good points, Sam, and I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I appreciate you calling. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Again, it, it's it's just a fascinating uh, practice to, to go about this. And Sam brought up a, a segment we were doing earlier where I said, and this was me. I said that if if the Commanders go on to win a Super Bowl, and I absolutely I've stood by this for years at this point because this is far from the first time that I've said this. If the DC football franchise goes and wins another Super Bowl, the celebration will trounce that of the Nats and the Caps. There's just no doubt in my mind. And and I think because I, I'm not saying that all the fans that left are going to come back. There's going to be new fans. Okay, there's going to be new fans, and there are going to be some fans that come back because everybody loves a winner. And everyone wants to be a part of a party. Everybody likes to party, Linnell. And that's my thing. Being a, a 24-year-old fan, a caller earlier called, and you're, you're 28. 28, I mean, yep. we haven't seen any success. None. Zero. I'm itching <laughs> for a playoff win. Yeah. I, I get steamed up anytime we make the postseason. Last year, we limped our way in I know. To, to the division title, and I was still excited. I was still pumped, too. I was, I was right pumped. there with you, dude. I mean, so winning cures everything, in my opinion. 
And uh, th- this town is hungry for a winner yeah. from, from this football team. Yeah, and and again, I, I, I'm not saying it's going to bring everybody back, but it's going to bring a lot of people back. Because you start winning football games, and now you have to actually start winning the games. And that's, that's you know, the, I guess that's the, that's the scariest part to think about because as long as Dan Snyder owns the team, it's kind of hard to imagine them being able to make some good decisions, you know, because we, we've had a couple of callers. We've had even some of our guests today that have brought up the fact that if you look at how Jason Wright and his team executed things, it's stuff that it feels like we all noticed and could have easily been fixed. And I just can't get over the fans who have the opinion of, well, even if they win, people aren't going to come back. That's all it takes. That is all That's it takes. That's literally all it takes. We are talking about the NFL, the yeah. National Football League. You remember 2012, how, how great and magical that season was. You know, I've been a fan watching the games heavily since like 2006. Mm-hmm. Nothing will ever compare to that Week 17 Sunday Night Football game where they captured the division against Dallas at home. It was awesome. FedEx was rocking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that was less than 10 years ago. So it's possible. It is possible. It's possible. And here's the other thing that we haven't brought up yet that's incredibly important and was kind of like a bombshell sort of thing that it's like, whoa, Jason Wright said that they're going to be in a new stadium by 2027. That was quite a claim. Yeah. And did you see uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser come out and say, yes. uh, she we want you back support. here at RFK, but they don't want to pay for it. Right, right. Might be something we can get into here later. Where, where do we think the stadium should be? Well, and and I think it should definitely be in Washington D.C. And in terms of who should pay for it, it should be Dan. You know, the team, one hundred percent. Yeah, the team should be paying. You should not be making taxpayers pay for a stadium. That's just ridiculous. But it's interesting because he was confident. He just came out and said that. I mean, and and you know, Mayor Bowser has has come out against them coming back to Washington D.C. before. So, so for her to come out basically in support, like you said, that. Um, that they're they're welcome back in Washington D.C. That was a surprise too. I just don't know. Like 2027, that's five years from now. Five years. Is Dan Snyder going to give Jason Wright five years? I was going to say is we were ta- I worked with Reese Waters uh, this week on the team 980. Nice, nice. We were talking about the idea of well, is Dan even going to be the owner? Yeah, and that's another good question. By, by that time, right? Could, could you can you realistically? see the NFL making him for, uh, force him to sell the team. Right. Does and, it seem like a, a pipe dream? To you? Yeah, and the, thing, and, and the thing about how, to this point, Dan Snyder still has the team, there, there's so many different factors that you got to consider here, right? Because on the one hand, if you were grading Dan Snyder's ability to do his job, he would have been fired 25 years ago. You know what I mean? But he owns the team. He doesn't have a boss. Money talks. <laughs> money talks, and, and money equals power. So no one can fire him. And at the end of the day, the owners, Roger Goodell works for them, right? Because they're, they're the ones with all the money. He, he has quite a lot of that money. But the owners are who control the league more so than, than the commissioner. And so if Dan Snyder is a bad businessman, which... From a football standpoint, he is, right? He He's turned one of the most successful and lucrative franchises in the sport into something that is not that anymore. They, they still have a very high net worth, the, the, the Washington football franchise. I just feel like that's because this fan base, yeah, you seem it like is. it's dwindling. It's so big. Yeah, you know? it's, it it's is. a global. I, I kind of laughed and made fun of Jason Wright. He kept saying, this is a global brand. Right. National, yeah. The NFL, National. the NFL is not even really a global brand. Exactly. So how could how could the Redskins possibly be, uh, or the Washington Football Team, and now the Commanders be a global brand? I'm with you, and that, and that's another good point. But so he's he's done all of this stuff to to turn the Commanders into, I mean, let's call them a laughing stock in a lot of ways. But the thing is, there are a lot of other franchises out there that are suffering worse than, than ours is. You know what I mean? Definitely. Look at Detroit. Like, Detroit is the saddest franchise in the league right now and have been for my lifetime, I would say. Even up the road, the, the Giants. Yeah. I mean, the they are in a terrible spot right now. <laughs> I know. And it, and it seems like this year was a little bit different. I mean, even in the last game, though, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a particularly convincing win. I don't even think I have my own opinions about that. They should have lost that game. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not. Have, I know yeah. all the tanking stuff has come out this week surrounding Brian Flores, but 
I don't know. The tanking, when you want to improve your draft position, I mean, it's important. It's yeah. the difference between drafting Michael Parsons and Jamin Davis. Right. You know and, what I'm and that would be, a, that's quite a big so, difference. That but you I got. was thinking, Danny, how would you feel about this? We can chew on this during the break. Let's do the it. idea of the NFL going to a lottery style system the way the NBA does. Huh. I, I think that is the only way you can eliminate tanking. tanking. I, I think tanking is something that's going to happen, is going to continue to happen, and it's interesting. Because now the NFL has these big deal with these gambling companies, right? BetMGM, FanDuel. So would isn't you that s- illegal to, to to tank them? Y- well, I think like legally, right? isn't like, isn't that kind of like shaving points? Yeah, yeah that, you know what I'm that, that that and that's interesting. Now that is an interesting conversation. But you make a good point, and I wonder, you know, I I just I wonder if that's something that that would actually stick. I it, it's tough to say, but on the on the when it comes to Snyder. I have to imagine that those owners, he's got some dirt on them or something. Yes. They're afraid. He's got, he, I think he has the bomb that will blow the NFL up, not just one or two different owners. That it I, might I think, just be. Yeah. It might and yeah, and if he could sink the entire league, that would be unprecedented. So I don't it's just interesting because he doesn't really do anything well. He doesn't I, I mean maybe I don't know, maybe he's boy I, that's that's the whole, you know, with with the NFL owners, we have no idea what's going on behind those closed doors you at know? all. The one thing I give Daniel Snyder credit for, he is willing to open up that fat wallet of his. <laughs> yes, he is, and and that is not it, it's it, it hasn't only been one time he's done that. Yeah. Uh, but he also likes to make a buck and and sometimes cuts corners in doing it. Best so, way to make the buck, Dan, is to win. That's true, and and, and I. It, like if you were to break it down, like why why is he such a bad owner? Why why have they been so bad? It's it's We've the, only got thirty minutes left. I know, <laughs> I know. It's the it's the meddling, um, but it's it's also you know letting go of head coaches before they should have been let go. I mean, going all the way back to Marty Schottenheimer. Do you know about that story? Because I'm that was I wasn't you know an avid fan at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something they, about ice cream being left on a desk. Uh oh. I don't wait. I feel like I did. Is that hear Nor- about was that, that Norv or was that Marty? Um, Where, I have to look that up. I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember. And even the the last of him uh, meddling with the coaches was you know, reportedly Mike Shanahan packed all the stuff up. Yeah. After the 2012 wild card game. Right. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Well, the RG three saga was was just wild. I mean, yeah. And RG Dan peak Dan Snyder. Yeah. That was that was something, man. And you know, it had that worked out a little bit better like had rg3 played quarterback for the redskins and maybe even to the point where it could have been the washington football team would it have been worth it to trade three first round draft picks if they got a super bowl but if not then the answer is (laughs) no it was it was almost never going to be worth it It set this team back for years and we're still feeling the effects of it and there are all sorts of decisions that, that have that they've made like that that have set them back years you know, they've they've overpaid some free agents that that never panned out. I mean, you look at you look at a guy. What was the what was his, Paul Richardson from oh Seattle? I mean, he was he's Curtis just the Samuel most, seniors. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Paul Richardson's the most recent example. No, Curtis Samuel's the most recent example. Growing gate. Yep. Yeah. So it's just it's been thing after thing, and he doesn't do anything well. So it has to be he's got some dirt on these owners. He's he got, has to. But the thing is, where I, I always try to give him credit, even though I think he's a scumbag of a human being for all the allegations that he has. You know, he you can't say he hasn't been trying. Yeah. You know, some yeah. owners in in some markets and towns don't have a guy like Dan who's willing to do everything in his power to win. Sometimes he just gets a little bit too nosy. Yeah, yeah, and and, and again, it's it's been that way for Linnell and I have never seen the team win ever, 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 ever. So when it comes down to it. Winning's going to bring a lot of people back, but they're not set up to win. And I think, I think no. there's that roadblock in a lot of the people's, a lot of the folks, the callers that we got today, who who aren't going to come back. And and part of it's just because they're not going to come back. I get that, but there's also a mental block. I think with a lot of these people, where they just don't ever see a light at the end of the tunnel with, with because Snyder's going to own the team until you know he croaks, assumingly. And he makes a lot of the decisions, you know, revolving this team. Those of you who are aren't as high on Ron Rivera going into year three, remember it was Dan Snyder who decided he wanted to go with this coach centric approach and allow Ron Rivera to make all the decisions. Yeah. 
now it seems like it may be coming back to bite them. Yeah. Because they, this last draft in free agency class was poo-poo. <laughs> it was. It was. And, and it's surprising to me because, you know, Rivera, especially when he drafted Jamin Davis, he's a guy that has a lot of... Ron Rivera's a guy that has a lot of success drafting linebackers like Luke Keekley, And so most of us didn't really know a whole lot about Jamin Davis when they drafted him. I was one of those people. I didn't know a whole lot of him. Watched some of his stuff at Kentucky, and you know there was always that raw athleticism and whatnot, but he can't play inside linebacker. I mean, they're going to have to move him outside. So now they need another inside linebacker. He created a problem he by did. drafting a guy. Yeah, he <laughs> did. So they have a lot of hurdles to clear before we can even start to talk about winning. And that's been well-documented on this station, too. I mean, you could you look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Right, I mean, the Bengals were the worst team in the league three years ago. They get the number one overall pick. Burrow comes in. He's very good. But he got hurt. He also got hurt early in his career, tore his ACL in, at FedEx Field. And so he had to come back from that to ultimately lead Cincinnati to the Super Bowl where they're going to be taking on the Rams next weekend. But they also did a good job surrounding Burrow with good players. I mean, Jamar Chase is... Just an absolute freak. Really good wide receiver. Um, so there's just a there's there's <laughs> man, it's net like I said with the rooster earlier, never a dull moment when you're when you're talking about the Washington commanders, the Washington football franchise. Anyway, let's do this. We're gonna step aside, we'll take a break. I've got Ted waiting on the line. Ted, I gotta get to a break. I'm a little bit over already, but I promise I'll get back to you as soon as we come back. More of your calls, 800 636 1067, the MGM National Harbor listener line is open. We're talking commanders and whatever else you want. Up until 6.30. Actually, it'll be a little bit before 6.30 when we hop off the air. So we're almost done. Get your calls in now. You're listening to 1067 The Fan. Drake fan that he is. I'm surprised we haven't heard a little bit more of Drake here throughout this show. Although, I don't know how much Drake we've got there in the system, so that's probably what it really depends on. 1067 The Fan, back on your AM FM dial. I'm Danny Noakes, Linnell Willingham, my producer and co-host today. I'm not wasting any time. The calls have been great. I'm very appreciative of the participation, and we've got a few more calls to get to. So back over to the MGM National Harbor listener line, where we start with Ted in Virginia. Ted, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Cool. I've been a Redskins fan for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just been little by little, you know? Yeah. And I guess everybody just got so far away, there's no reason to go back. Yeah. The, you know, the game day experience is really bad Yeah. at the stadium. But I don't know what's normal for a billionaire, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that he's not it. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of whacked. You know, his personality is off-center somewhere. Yeah. And I just think, it, I think he's so busy involved in everything there that it just bleeds through and it's an environment or something. You know, I mean, it's like I was watching that uh, Hard Knocks during the season thing Mm -hmm. and it was uh, the Colts and it was like, the owner was in the locker room afterwards and uh, he gave the game ball to some guy who had a tragedy or something on the line. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, that was that that guy's kind of whack too, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he's not, at least he can relate to people, you know, and people want to be on his team. Yeah, well, and Jim Irsay, yeah, really Jim Irsay comes off. Jim, Jim Irsay. It's not just, it's not just, yeah, Irsay. It's not just uh, the free agents that we've got that's mm-hmm. bombed. It's been like the number one draft for it. I mean, first game of the year, he plays his ACL. He's out for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing after another, that kind of thing he doesn't have any control over. But, and I mean, it seems like it was uh, doomed. And no reason to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Ted, thanks for the call, man. All good points. I appreciate it. That's good stuff right there. And and Ted said little by little, right? That's exactly what it's been like. Because little by little, over the last 30 years under Dan Snyder, it's been one mistake after the other. Like, there's not even one thing that you could point to. That's why I can't just point to the name thing. But I'm not leaving. So, you know, that's just some people are wired differently. I understand one way or another. I do. I get it. All right. Over to Chris in Brandywine. Chris, thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the team a little bit. I feel that, you know, the thing that gets me about our team and really where we have the biggest issue is that overall the organization has a ego issue. 
Hey, Chris, sorry about that. We we had to – Linnell's going to handle it. That we, we couldn't quite understand him right there. But I, I did hear one of the things that Chris was saying, which was uh, kind of about how the, the expectations sort of always overshoot the actual achievements – uh, in a, I guess in a different way, Chris was saying that, but it's definitely very true. And Chris is back here. Chris, please continue. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no problem. I was saying that that the team is like an ego issue. Like right now, I think Brian believes that he had he kept the same coaching staff that he's had since he's gotten here, and, that, and he's not willing to see that maybe there might need to be some adjustments. There mm-hmm. might – you know, I think that there's a guy out there right now, if he was going to get a rookie, that he should get just like, uh, you know, that's what I love about Shanahan. Shanahan's not afraid to hire somebody if he can help him. Uh, he, he, he brought in Anthony Lynn. We should be doing the same thing. Add Pep Hamilton as an assistant head coach slash, you know, passing game coordinator because he's a, a QB guru. He, bring turned, up a good point, he made man. Davis Mills into a player. <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy was a third round draft pick and the guy is actually was decent for Houston. Uh, developed. You can say Heineke, but Heineke's a backup. Um, you know, it, I, I know the, the fan base and everybody wants Russ, right? But yeah. Russ has to want us. And it's going to cost a lot to get Russ. So if that, that Russ experiment turns out to be a mistake, it could be three first-round picks worth of a mistake. Yeah, just like right? RG three. Exactly. So why not get, uh, you know, a Malik Willis and then sign, you know, uh, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota, uh, or you know, and just let them be a bridge and let and then let these guys develop this young guy so that we have a future. You know, the NFL overall is going through a change of guard right now. For sure. It's about the youthful players. It's not about these guys that, you know, just know up front that they're not going to get us to a championship, but at least we're developing the guy behind that person that could maybe possibly be that franchise guy. You know, you can spend your money elsewhere. Get get, get, uh, Allen Robinson. And and then that that offense, I mean that wide receiver core looks a whole hell of a lot better, right? You mm-hmm. got Curtis Samuel, you got McLaurin, and you got Allen Robinson. That would scare me on 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 defense. It, it's just where are we spending our money, but I don't know if we're going to spend it the right way because we're, I think we're we're committed to trying to find a quarterback and we're going to overpay somebody and make a mistake. And Chris, thanks for the call. I thought you made a really good point. And Danny, you can let me know if you agree with this. He mentioned, you know, the reluctancy to make changes on the coaching staff. You know, Chris, you seem like you're, you know, a fan of bringing in a rookie quarterback. Does Washington necessarily have the infrastructure to develop a young quarterback? Do we have anybody with that background who's got a pedigree for doing that? As it stands right now, I don't think we do. And that's, and that's why that's the problem. I would want us to get Pep Hamilton. Yeah. He's out there and he's available. The dude developed. He was the one that helped to develop uh, uh, the guy in San Diego. He was, he was, I think, an offensive coordinator or QB coach when he was dealing with him. He did Davis Mills. He also Andrew Luck. With, uh, he, Pep's got Andrew a great track Luck. record. Like, you know, there's no, there's no cap limit on coaches. Mm-hmm. Go pay him whatever he wants. Get him in here. But if you know that you're going to draft a rookie, just get the guy that's out there and available. But that's where the ego comes in. Oh well, no, we're good. We got our we got our guys. Yeah. But your guys aren't aren't good enough. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Chris, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. You know, it's it's interesting, and he brought up a lot of really good points. And Linnell also made a really good point. Um, if you draft a quarterback, if you want Malik Willis. I don't know how much it's going to cost for you to have to try and go up and get him because you might have to go up to three. You might have to go all the way up to the third pick to get Malik Willis. And if his stock continues to trend upward, man, it, it's 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 going to cost you three first-round picks to do, and I don't think that's going to be worth it again. Before we step aside for a quick break, BetQL's Giving Props Contest is back for the big game. Whether you played this free-to-play contest the first three weeks of the postseason or not, you have a brand-new shot at winning $2,000. Just go to betql.com slash props to sign up. BetQL has posted 10 new props around the big game. It's easy. 
Make your picks and you could win two grand. Plus, as long as you sign up at least 15 minutes before kickoff, you'll be entered for the chance at taking home the $10,000 grand prize. Head over to betql.com slash props or text props to 20357 right now and make your picks. That's props to 20357. Message and data rates may apply. We've got one segment left to wrap everything up before we send you over to Virginia Tech men's basketball coming up at 6.30. Don't go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the fan. Well, it's been a great day. It's been an absolutely awesome day. It's been fun, and it's about to come to an end, at least for us here on 106.7 The Fan. Danny Noakes with you. Linnell Willingham over there on the other side of the glass producing. He's co-hosting with me as well. We've had some fun, and we've had a lot of really good calls. And I, so I just want to say I appreciate all the participation today. It's easily been the most most phone calls that I've gotten doing a weekend show here at 106.7 The Fan, which has now been for just over two years. Pretty cool. Yeah, I had my two-year anniversary back in December. So we've talked a lot of commanders and whatnot, and we're about to hand it off to Virginia Tech pregame coverage. Virginia Tech men's basketball, they're on the road at Pittsburgh. So any Hokies out there, you're going to hear Mike Young's squad here on the air in just a few minutes. And I I wanted to at least mention this. It's a sports show, right? But we, you know. We keep an eye on current events and things that are going on. So I just wanted to, to to mention the fact that there was a shooting last night in Blacksburg, not on campus at Virginia Tech, but it was actually in downtown Blacksburg. There was a shooting at a hookah lounge, and there was a person killed as well as a student that was injured and others that were injured. So just keeping those people in, in thoughts and prayers and whatnot and, and, hopeful, and, and praying for those families, hopefully that they can find some peace in a, in a horrible time. Obviously, Virginia Tech students, anybody that that knows anything about the Hokies, uh, that's something that they know all too well when when it comes to shooting, right? Being on campus for uh, 2007, which at the time was the worst mass shooting in in, uh, global history, and now that's been shattered a couple of times. But just wanted to say we're thinking about those people. You know, makes sense. We're, We're about to go into a Virginia Tech broadcast here. We actually did also get to talk to a former Hokie like myself, except this Hokie that I'm about to thank is, you know, a lot cooler, a lot more talented and that sort of thing. Dwight Vick, former All-Big East offensive lineman. He joined us back at about 4 o'clock. Really appreciate his time. Shout out to the Rooster, Chris Russell. He's the co-host of Russell and Medhurst weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. over on our sister station, the Team 980. They're literally just down the hall. Not right now, but, and of course, we need we need the Rooster to get some rest after the heck of a week that he had doing what he said upwards of, of 100 hours of work. I believe it with everything that was going on, and, and I know Rooster's got to a few different positions and a few different bosses to make happy. So we appreciate him carving out some time on uh, on a weekend and, and during some time that he was surely trying to relax. And also a big thank you to Troy Halliburton of the Washington City Paper. We talked, believe it or not, way back in the first hour of the show, we did talk some NBA. We talked a little bit about the NBA trade deadline, Bradley Beal, and what we could expect uh, from the Washington Wizards as the trade deadline 
closes in, and there's some things happening both on and off the court with the Wizards that aren't particularly positive right now. So it'll be interesting to watch the next few days play out. Bradley Beal's been talked about being traded for years at this point. It's never happened. Is this the year? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I want to send a big thank you also to my producer, my co-host today, Linnell Willingham. Buddy, it's been a lot of fun. And we're going to do it again very soon. We're not going to wait. Uh, we're not going to wait however many months it was since the last <laughs> it show. Was a, it, was a, it was a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you, brother. All right, that's going to do it for us. Again, for my producer, Linnell, for Dwight, for the Rooster, and for Troy. Thank you so much. Up next, pregame coverage, Tech Men's Basketball. Heading up to Pittsburgh for an ACC showdown with the Panthers. Everybody go enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and be well. I'm out of here. Deuces. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t